Hello and welcome to the Surprisingly Music Podcast. I'm Trevor. Nah, I'm Taryn. And how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Oh yeah, good for yeah. you. You're wearing leather pants, so you must be doing great. Yeah. You have to be in a certain place in life to wear leather pants. Yeah, you have to be sexually confident <laughs> in yourself. <laughs> okay. Well, confident of your sexuality, I suppose is what you should say. That is probably the proper way yeah. of phrasing it. Yeah. We're all, we're all know that. No, I'm super confident fucking dudes. Like, that's not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I feel my most confident. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, welcome. I, I went on a date, and I'm super happy. Okay, well, welcome to another episode of Surprisingly Music. Uh, this week is my week, so I'm taking the intro. <clears throat> I picked a super group. Is this the first super group of the... I would say this is the first technical supergroup. Yeah. Would you call Dance Gavin Dance a supergroup considering they all have their own bands? Ooh. <laughs> they st- they started as Dance Gavin Dance, though. Okay, then no. Yeah. And then they all branched off. Yeah, supergroup is where people from other bands come and join together. Yeah. So this is the first supergroup. I picked The Dead Weather, and I picked their album Dodge and Burn. You know, I'm not going <clears> to lie. I was super worried that I listened to the wrong album. Like, Dude, that so crosses I. my mind all the time. That, I, me too. Yeah. I was like, wait, is this the right album? Because I, <laughs> I accidentally, I know what song was first, and I clicked on it, and I forgot that that was a single, and it yeah. had, like, a couple songs on that single, and I was listening it's to it. It's their like, number one song. <clears throat> I Feel Love? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, Dodge and Burn came out in September of 2015. So, kind of relatively new-ish. Yeah. Especially for the sound. It's surprising how new it is. Okay. I, I would say it would came out in like 2002. I don't know. Hmm. It's based... But that's just kind of the style. Like, it's supposed to sound old. Well, not okay. trying to sound polished and modern. So, you have... So, <clears throat> I mean... You have um, Dean Fertitta from Queens of the Stone Age, guitarist. You have Alison Mossart from The Kills. She's the lead singer. Uh, you have Jack Lawrence... Who, uh, he's from the Rack and Tours, which is another super group. And then his other bands haven't really been like super big. So they're like his most notable thing. His most notable thing are the two super <clears throat> groups that he's in. <clears throat> I mean, good for him. He's always good enough to make the cut. Yeah. For the know? super group team. Yeah. So he's always making the all-star team. And then you have the one who started it all, Jack White from the White Stripes. Um, we talked about him in another podcast. I won't go super wait, into Wait, him. wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Who plays what? Okay, good question. So, because you said uh, Queens of the Stone Age was on guitar. So Jack Lawrence plays bass and piano. Okay. Allison Mossart does vocals and I think a little bit of guitar, but it's only really live. Um, Dean Fertitta plays guitar. Jack White is the drummer. He actually started out as a drummer as a kid. That's what he learned. And then when he was like 14 or so, he picked up a guitar. And it's weird how I'm like sh- he just picked up a guitar at fourteen and then just became like one of the world's greatest guitarists. Yeah, like, you know, like commercially, he's definitely one of the most notable guitarists <sighs> of our time. Yes, yeah. yeah. Like if you just say who's named the top ten guitarists of the last twenty years, he's he, on he's it. on that list. You you know, uh, unless you're one of those people who just like has like, arm crossed opinions about bands who's like, like super into music. You know, yeah. Like, well, what about <clears throat> this guy from this one band? It's like, no one's ever heard of him. We're talking about yeah. commercially successful. Yeah. You know? Um, so they've been active from 2009 until now. They're kind of on a hiatus. This was their last released album. Um, but it, it's kind of normal I, for a supergroup. Yeah, it's not normal for a supergroup to be, like, a consistent thing. Like, yeah. The, I mean, the Rack and Tours is another supergroup that Jack White's in and Jack Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and they just released an album. And their mm-hmm. album before that was... 10 years ago. So, so, so um, learning that uh, Jack is on drums definitely is uh, going to change some of my comments. I have some, I have, I'm very interested as you as a drummer, how, what you think about some of this, because I find it very interesting. So, only one song that I not really care about the drums on. Well, two, but I don't count the second one. You'll find out why. Next on Surprisingly Music. So, um, Dodge and Burn. Um, <clears throat> this is a fun album. This is, I think, the only album that we've done that <clears throat> I don't count Dance Gavin Dance because I don't think that Dance Gavin Dance is a duet kind of dual vocals. Yeah. 
because they're very different vocals. Yeah. This isn't. Yeah. You have Jack yeah, and I wouldn't, Allison. I wouldn't call metalcore, post-hardcore bands duets just because <clears throat> they have a singer and a screamer. Because it's yeah. kind of like they're doing different things. So so Allison and Jack both <clears throat> take vocals and they yeah. lead vocals yeah. on some stuff. So do you want to jump into it? Yeah, let's <clears throat> jump on in. So I feel love every, every million miles. Yeah. Which was a single that came out. It was one of those singles that came out a couple of years before the album. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, hey, this is kind of like the start. Like, hey, we made this song. And then I guess we should put out an album, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> it's got a great riff. I like it. But. No. It, it, no, no. Here's my butt. It's one riff for three and a half minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, it is. It, 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 that is actually one thing that about the Dead Weather that bothers me is that a lot of their songs have one kind of riff throughout it, it, the entire and it's thing. usually one cool riff like it's like oh damn that's cool but it's the verse it's the pre-chorus it's the chorus mm-hmm. it's a slowed down version of it played in halftime for the bridge they did do that in the song yeah and it's just like i actually liked that part i get it you made a a cool riff but like throw some power chords in and stuff to just like make the riff more special when it does happen mm-hmm. it's the same reason you don't just have a brutal breakdown for three minutes and be like great song because it's like it loses its coolness when it's just endless no i i agree um so i feel love every million miles uh is it was a good song the first few times i listened to it the more i listened to it i was more like this is really kind of commercial yeah like, this was the, this was obviously the single off of it this plays during a Dodge truck commercial. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's, so the other thing, too, that kind of bothers me about the Dead Weather is the riff is very um, very heavily, a lot of effects on it mm-hmm. that makes it, um, their sound is very, like, I don't know what, what effect they're using. It's like phaser. Yeah. Like it's like it's like a laser kind of a noise. Yeah. Like it's very distorted and, and almost which electronic. Is, which is weird because I definitely like attributed a <clears throat> artistically weird choice like that to being like, Oh, that's Jack White, like, you know, kind of like doing something weird and out of the box to show, you know, like character and talent in a way where this is not at all what I would expect Queens of the Stone Age. To be bringing to the party. I, I So, I think that Jack has a lot more control over the sound. I think yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. think he's like, plug into that pedal and fucking hit it. Yeah. And then he, Dean Fertitta's like, okay. <laughs> okay, Jack White. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a guitarist for probably a bigger band. Because the White Stripes, I think, are pretty yeah. niche. But while Jack White is a legend yeah. in the music industry. Yeah. Like... <clears throat> I, I would say the White Stripes, like definitely borderline the kind of like indie scene mm-hmm. of like the people who like them are really into them but like not a whole lot of people know them like i love jack white yeah like he's second to the beatles to me so yeah. but i know i know where he sits yeah so i could be wrong so you people in the comments shut the fuck up oh yeah like i mean like <laughs> i know all of my favorite bands no one fucking knows the fact that i went on a date yesterday and she knew like Dance Gavin Dance, Animals as Leaders, DRI, like these really kind of like, you know DRI? No one knows fucking DRI. Who the fuck are you? Um, it's pretty good. The one highlight of this song, because Taryn went on a date, I don't know if you knew that, uh, but <laughs> uh, the one highlight of this song, and while it's still a good song, I think it's just a little more like commercially rock, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Alison Mossart's vocals. I think she kind of belts out and she's a very, she has a very distinctive voice. She's not, you know, like this elegant singer. She's also not like, you know, raspy, you know, yeah. Janis Joplin or, or Joan Jett, who I think we've mentioned every time a girl sings. <laughs> well, <laughs> At least I have. Granted, every girl singer that we have brought on other than Lady Gaga and even Lady Gaga has, has like, some edge to her vocal. Mm-hmm. Like, we do bring on the more pop-punk, punk, angsty kind of female vocals. Not so the Adele, it's, Amy Winehouse kind of vocals. Yeah, so it's, like, it's kind of fair to bring up the legend of the... Joan Jett. Yeah, 
like the legend of that sound. I love Joan Jett. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't? I would love to take her bad reputation. <laughs> okay, so um, I, I think her vocals are really good on it. Yeah. You know, the I feel love, you know. Yeah. Uh, she does a really good job. Um, I also love how, and it's kind of a, a thing throughout the album of how she sings, I don't want to say like percussively. No, I know Is exactly it? what you mean. She sings very to the beat. To the beat, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because there was another song on another album that we did where like the, they were, I think it was The Regrets. Yeah, she was it was. singing like very percussively. Yeah. And it was like very, it was nice. But yeah. I, I, I like how she like sings to the beat and she does it a lot and the beat is really good. Yeah. The the beats in the songs are, are, are I think, what kind of are a very good foundation. Mm-hmm. The riffs build on top of that, but the riffs do get repetitive. Yeah. Um. So my comment on the vocals is they are super like raw emotion forward. Like, yes, there's like it, it felt like a lot of honest takes where it was just like not the whole like, all right, we're going to run it through about 20 times till we get it perfect. Because, like, there's nothing perfect about the vocal in the way where it's, like... It's you, not technically perfect. Yeah, it's not technically perfect, but it's super just raw, bitey, <sighs> big, yeah. really fucking good. Well, I and, loved it. And if you listen to the kills, they're just... They're pure raw. It's mm-hmm. just everything is as raw as it could be. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that she does that. And honestly... I should give them a listen. I've tried and there's, there's a few songs that I'm like, yeah, I like those songs. Um, it, it's been kind of hard for me to get into them, but they have a huge following. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely, yeah, you should probably try and listen to them. I, tr- I've actually thought about bringing an album on there, but I can't find a full album that I would like want to listen to. Yeah. Um, uh, trust me. That was when I was trying to bring a, some more like classic metal on. Um, I was trying to pick a good Metallica album, and I just couldn't fucking pick one that I liked all the way through. I don't think I've ever listened to a Metallica song other than Enter Sandman 1, and then... See, I, I was going to pick their first album, because it's like actual thrash. It's like good. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. the it, this uh, What I was saying I was going to finish on is that, like... The Raconteurs is Jack White and then the other singer, Brendan Benson's song. Or a band. Mm-hmm. This is Jack White's and Allison Mozart's band. Yeah. Like, they're like the leaders of it. So it definitely makes sense that their style is going to come through more. So um, my last little comment on this song is uh, Void now. It doesn't make sense for it. So I commented, while the drums and the bass are super nice, they definitely sit back further in the mix is what I expect out of a Jack White-based group. So I wasn't that surprised. But for a lot of the other songs, it wasn't. But he probably just, like, for the mix of the song, put the guitar riff and the vocal more forward to give it that more Jack White sound. Then they went back and did an album and definitely kind of fell more into a particular style that Mm -hmm. this song just happened to be on that album yeah yeah no okay i see what you're saying yeah yeah so like this album definitely feels like it was mixed independently of the rest of the album because or this song yeah this This song song. and it's very like jack white sounding where like a lot of the drums and bass and stuff are a bit more subdued because he is a very guitar focused musician Mm -hmm. in the way of like that's why people are listening to him. Mm-hmm. So listening to this song, that's what I thought. But then the rest of the album, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, so let's, let's finally move get on to the, the rest s- of the album. Yeah. The, finally, the second song. <laughs> yeah. Buzzkill. Er. I don't uh, know why er is in parentheses, but um, no idea either. Um, thinking back to the lyrics, I don't know. Uh. But anyway, um, I really fucking love this song. The intro sounds like it's like, an like being played during like a vintage Halloween movie. Yeah, I see. Like, <laughs> like I'm about to see like Dracula and shit. It's like, it's super fun. Uh, the drums have some really cool like drum fills and stuff in there. Just like some weird like patterns and shit. Mm-hmm. It it was a really fun song to listen to. It was. I was like, because this was also another single off of it, and this single 
uh, was definitely like we, they made the album and they're like, this is one of the better songs off of it. And they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I like this, this song, um, a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's the drums are, I think are fantastic. Um, and the, uh, the chorus, I love the chorus cause they kind of, you get, um, you hear more of Allison, but you hear a little bit of Jack in the background mm-hmm. singing the buzz killer part. Um, it's a fun song. Yeah. Guitar is, is good. They have that effect on it and that's like their, their sound. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't sound like it's commercially processed. It's like there's a commercial processor effects pedal. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, we want to make this. So it's like, you know, commercially available. Well, a lot of it is taking away most of the high and low end, so it just sounds super tight. And then they do a process called <clears throat> I forget what it's called. I think it's just called riff building, where like literally they go like quarter note by quarter note. Like, all right, so on this one it's gonna be like so then no, a little bit tighter. And like, okay, cool. And they then they piece it together like that. Then they copy and paste the riff. So it's just a level of precise perfection that is that commercial sound that you're mm. like thinking of, where it's like everything is so sterilized to where it has like no emotional rawness to it that is what you're looking for. Yeah, no, I know you know. Yeah. I like it raw. <laughs> it's fucking raw. <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm not the biggest fan of the uh filter on the vocals that yeah. like I had to listen to something real quick. Um I was like no oh, stop it. Like it I don't know, I've just never been a sound big fan of that like kind of like lo fi filter on vocals. And that's what she does with yeah. vocals. She she does that a lot. You you listen to it on the kills. Yeah. Or the killers, they also do it. Yeah. They do. <laughs> I miss your bright side. Um, yeah, no, overall, Buzzkiller was definitely a good one for me. Uh, it was nice coming off the first song, because coming out of the first song, I was just like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Jack White, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then Buzzkiller kind of is like, hey, this is, like, what I like about it is it is definitely their own sound. Like, yeah. You hear the influences of the two main ones and a little bit of the other ones. It's like still. I do not hear any Queens of the Stone Age in this. Like I don't know all. enough about the Queens of the Stone Age. I don't know who Dean Fertitta was until I listened to this band. <laughs> um, fuck, what's that song that everyone knows by them? You talk. Uh, Sex on Fire. No, that's Kings of Leon, which is another shit band. Oh, I do not like them. Kings of Leon is awful, and that's why I don't listen to like artist radios because I like the White Stripes, and for some reason, if you well, like yeah, the White cause Stripes, because they're, they're both uh. Uh, oh apparently they have a bigger song I was thinking go with the flow but no one knows has 200 million streams Jesus um, well I mean they're both indie so that's why <laughs> Tessa Violet's indie yeah but like they're like big in the same era of the indie scene like they're both early 2000s indie it's garbage. Yeah. India so, is garbage. No, Kings of Leon is garbage. Um, according to Anti-Flag's song off their first, second album, Indie sucks, Hardline sucks, Emo sucks, you suck. We all suck. Everybody Dicks. sucks sucks. Um, yeah, Buzzkiller. Awesome song. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. I liked it. It's one of my favorites. Okay. It's up there for me, but I wouldn't call it my favorite. Okay. Okay. That's weird because there's a lot of album to go. Trevor, 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 Trevor. Yeah. There's better songs on the album. (laughs) No, I know. Okay. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. You're going to think my choice is really weird. You're going to think my choice is weird, probably. That means that we picked the same song. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let me through. (laughs) <laughs> let me through ah, let me through I'm getting through alright I'm getting true <laughs> let me true yo let um, me true so my first note of this song uh, like I'm just sitting there listening to it just vibing and stuff and I'm like man 
I wasn't expecting this to not be as Jack focused. Like, I w- Which is so weird because then you turned out as drum focused. Yeah. <laughs> Jack focused. Yeah. But no, like. um, It's not as guitar focused. Well, no, like I was expecting him to be like the primary vocalist through all of it. I was expecting him to be like his riffs to be like the in your face thing. But turns out he was the only one of the things. He was only doing vocals and drums. Yeah. And, he took a step back. Huh? Yeah. And um, well, it's kind of it's kind of nice. Um, one of my f- analogies that I always go to is uh, the Rock, Will Smith, and Vin Diesel movies. Like, there's always a better option than those three actors, in my opinion, because when those three actors play whatever role they get, it becomes a Rock movie. It becomes a Vin Diesel movie, where it's just like, I get it. You're gonna do the turn to camera and raise one eyebrow rock (laughs) like they always just do the same exact thing every movie and i was expecting this to be a jack white album of just like all right so it's the raconteurs white stripes jack white super group let's go (laughs) jack white sing-along group (laughs) it's a jack white super group where you have you the guitarist Jack- and vocalist from the White Stripes. You have the guitarist from the Raconteurs. <laughs> then you have the drummer from the White Stripes, but the guitarist from the White Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... And then he did an automated bass on the computer. Yeah, because that's all you need. Um, no, so like I was pleasantly surprised that it was like, oh, okay, it, this is like just a band that he is also a member in. Yeah. The drums are super good, but I still wouldn't be like it's Jack White focused because like I wouldn't really attribute like a specific drum style to him. No, like, I wouldn't be able to hear like a drum beat and be like Jack White. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's very few drummers that I could do that with. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, because there's very little you can do with drums to make yourself stand out. Except for kick as fast as you fucking can. Uh, here, here comes the Kraken would probably be the one. Here comes the Kraken? Yeah. Is that what you tell your dates? <laughs> it's got eight tentacles. Whoa, that's a lot. Wait, it's pronounced testicles. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vocal melody, in the, to get back to the music, the vocal melody in the song is fucking awesome. All of their vocal melodies are, but this one was particularly good. Like, I like it when she does that kind of like, raspy slightly fast talk sing yeah yeah yeah. she does like that is super cool um i'm not sure what was going on with uh some of the instrumental in the sound song like the processing and the effects on it because it kind of sounded like a compressed fart going into a megaphone yeah that's that's the thing they they love their effects pedals what the fuck was it (laughs) i don't know what instrument was i think it was bass but it was just like this, like know. it was like, what is the sound in the back? Yeah, I think that was bass. Yeah, it's either bass or piano. I know that. <laughs> just smacking away on the piano. Yeah, that's what that's what Jack Lawrence does. Yeah, he'll hold his bass and then just <laughs> no, he him, just holds. Bam, bam, bam. Have him relegated to the corner and he's just <laughs> sitting there. Um, um, no, I really like this song outside of that weird pedal choice um another top tier song in my opinion oh okay yeah all right uh yeah so let's move on to the next one i mean you didn't talk about let me through it all <laughs> i it would it didn't stand out for me okay like you say it's top there it didn't really stand me through. It, it, it kept it, was, it going it for was me. the vocal melodies for me it kept it kept the vocal melodies i think were the high point for me yeah um and then the drumming, but yeah, you're right. The, the rest of the effects kind of took me out of it. Yeah. And I wasn't like, it was just like, I can't really understand what's going on. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And up next, we got $3 Hat. I would say that this is one of my favorite songs off the album. If you took away the beginning and the ending <sighs> and just left that middle bit where she's singing... <laughs> It would be by far the best song. You didn't like the part where Jack was kind of rapping? I Just the lyrics were so like corny, western, cowboy. And that's why I loved them. 
Jackie like, said, Johnny, you're acting crazy. Why did you have, what do you know about having a baby? It was just, <laughs> it was just like, what is going on? Like the melody, the actual vocal performance, like the rawness of it, fucking awesome. But the lyrics, I was just saying, they're like, <laughs> they're so corny but that's what it is that's the yeah. blues like it's a very blues like corny yeah. lyrics like uh you know that country midwestern shit uh it was i that's why i love it because yeah they're cringy dude my ex fucking hated this song i had it on a couple playlists you know what I, i'm bumping this song up the tier list the song's now at number two baby <laughs> <laughs> i was she she fucking hated it and she Every time it came on, she would like she would like grab my phone and skip it, and like not even like, can you please skip this song? I don't like it. I'm like no, and it was because <laughs> of the Jack rapping part. Me when the Beastie Boys come on, <laughs> dude, we're too white. We can't drive around with the Beastie Boys. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like everyone um, looks at us like, yep, <laughs> there. Yep. You're about to go put on your white hoods next too. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Just so weird because the Beastie Boys are not at I, all. I know, but like, but the they're people who listen to them. I mean, like people, uh, right wingers <laughs> love Rage Against the Machine, and it's like, have you listened to their lyrics? No, because they don't know how to read. Oh fuck! <laughs> so, um, what I really like about the song is the opening riff. That that riff that yeah. he was playing. It's like so off key. Yeah, and like it's like. How do those notes go together? Um, I think the bass chords were. You know, I came and fucking figure out what he was doing. Yeah, no, it was fucking. It weird. was just so off and yeah. just like, yeah, and then and then you, you're like the whole like it throws you off. Like, is this a song or just like some like weird fucking like storytelling? Because he's like, he's he's going off yeah. on the. Yeah, uh, it's weird. Um, but that fucking middle bit. That middle bit is so punk, and it hits so fucking yeah. hard. It is so high energy. The drums are just smacking in your face. The guitar's riffing hard as shit. And then it goes back to the original song, and then it ends. And it was like, okay. Like, when the beginning was playing, I was just kind of like, Okay. Then the middle hit, and I was like, all right, this is the top song. <laughs> I'll forgive you for the beginning, Jack. Yeah. And then he did it again for the outro, but I just listened to a great part, so I was like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Have, have your time, Jackie boy. <laughs> J- Jackie Lee. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jackie yes. Lee. Um, so this one was an awesome song for me. Definitely one of the tops. Um, but could have been better. Could have been better. Could have okay. been better. I, I I can I can concur with that. The corny yeah. part is what I like about it. So change the lyrics instantly. The best song on the album. I mean, what do you know about having a baby? I know about the making process. Hey, hey. <laughs> I don't know anything about the raising process because I keep moving. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um. All right, next one. Next one. Next the one. Uh, lose the right. Lose the right. Uh, the song didn't do much for me. It didn't do much for me either. It, it was skippable. It was just... It, it, was, it had that rock and roll, like, kind of moodiness to it, but I was just kind of like, yeah. Everything was kind of, like, vanilla, you know, for me, for, for them, and it was like... This was like a stale Sierra mist on a warm summer day. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but you could do better. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was refreshing enough to quench the thirst, but... It didn't, it didn't, but you, you could didn't have had a Red Bull. Yeah. You didn't go, 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 go. <sighs> You're just like, I'm parched. Yep. Okay. All right. Gonna then. wait till I'm parched again. Yeah. So <laughs> nothing, nothing really doing yeah. for me on there. I don't even know. Like there's really nothing musically that stood out for it on, for me. All right. So <sighs> then up next we got rough. Detective. You're the rough detective with the smoky eyes. So the fucking duet. While this isn't my favorite song on the album, it's not. While this one is, not. I know which one it is because it's okay. Um, this is what the album should have been across the board. The shared vocal por- performance duet is like 
far and away the highlight of this album in the way of like this is the style they should have gone for and I fucking love it but it didn't so uh I think that writing this type of a song would have been kind of difficult you know 12 times 12 to 15 times I don't know just uh I think their voices complement each other so they well do. that they should have tried to do more of it Yeah yeah, you're right. I it, mean, if there are other albums, Darren, <laughs> they have two other albums. Oh, dear. Sure. Sea of Cowards and something else. Whorehounds. I thought you were going to say Sea of Cows. And I was like, <laughs> what kind of weird concept album sea is of, this? Uh, sea of Cowards and then Whorehounds. Whorehounds. Yeah, like it's got a, it's a weird it's album an cover. epidemic of gold digging whores. Hounds. Whorehounds. Oh. So, um, Rough Detectives. Another single off the album. I think uh, Million Miles, uh, Rough Detective, and Buzzkiller were the uh, singles off of this, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, definitely, I think this is one of the better songs off the album. Like, this is uh, top yeah. three for me. Yeah. Uh, this, this... You're right. The, 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 uh, um, what's actually funny, though, is uh, so the single. So I'm wrong. There's four singles on the album, but there's only three that were released. Because Rough Detective was released, it was like a uh, a uh, medley with the next song, Open Up. Oh, So okay. if you listen to it closely, they go together. They actually, oh. You actually hear the ending part of Rough Detective in Open Up, if hmm. you look at it closely. Um, but yeah, so this is a, the duet, it really gets me. Yeah. Everything else is great in it. The melody, mm -hmm. um their their choices of that's one thing i've noticed about jack white is he doesn't really adhere to to your your core strong or song structure making mm -hmm. kind of will just do whatever he wants he won't like flow into another thing yeah he'll just jump into it yeah like all of a sudden um but yeah this i love this song yeah this one's really good um just yeah their vocal pairing is what did it for me. Yeah. And it really made me a little bit upset with the rest of the album for not do, <laughs> for not doing this more. Um, Cuz like they they have this at their, their at their disposal but you know. What I really love though too about this is like that there's the scene that it sets in your head. Mm -hmm. Like you can see this the storytelling that they're talking about even though it's not really a story, but you can just imagine like for me I imagine like rough detective you know, you're the rough detective with the smoky eyes. I'm just imagine like the L.A. noir kind of 20s, like P.I. You know, like, hey, kid, see? Trevor, what you're I'm saying sorry. is very offensive to someone with aphantasia right now. I can't visualize things in my head. How dare you say this to you know me what? on my Christian podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, this is a Christian podcast? <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> I... I just talked about going on a premarital date. <laughs> Wait, you have to get married to date? I don't know. Tinder, yeah, your Tinder bio says we must elope in order to <laughs> to go on our first date. That's sad. Yeah. Thought I saw a spider scurry across the ground. I didn't. That's what he thinks. Um. Anyway, so on to Open Up, which I guess is the second half of the same song. Uh, I mean, it's a different song, but it's a yeah. medley, so it goes yeah. right into it. So Open Up, that's enough, that's enough, Open Up, Open Up. Um, yeah, they kind of do the pairing thing again, but it's yeah. a little bit different, or the duet. Yeah, like it's it's more harmonizing with each other instead of like counter singing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the song's super upbeat. Fun. Ton of energy. Mm -hmm. I have to retract one of my statements from my notes. Uh, the guitar's enjoyable. Stick to the power chords there, Jackie boy. Yeah. It's not Jack. It's actually Dean Fertitta. Yeah, I know. He's probably just playing what Jack wrote for him to play, though. <laughs> well, I mean, he couldn't come up with anything good by himself. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a super fun song. I'm just kidding, Dean. Um... Um, I really liked the kind of like back and forth between like the super mellowed out sections and the high energy ones. I love the screaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they weren't too 
polarizing in the way where it felt like it was like two, two different, different songs. songs. Mm-hmm. So they flowed into each other really well and made the alternate part better. This was a roller coaster of a song. Yeah. It, was it, it had its, a lot it, of it up would, and down. It would take you like up in energy and then down in energy. Like it 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 was it was everything that it needed to be. Well, actually, it'd be the opposite because when you're going up on a roller coaster, like it's slower and it's a build up, and then you drop and it goes crazy. So, you know your, what I fucking your, meant? An, your analogy, <laughs> it's full of shit. <laughs> uh, you're a dumbass. That. We're both saying true things. <laughs> like, I don't know what to no tell you. No untrue things were said on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really like this one. Yeah, uh, it was it was, it was, was really good. It was uh, a heavy hitter. It was a heavy hitter. It's one of those ones for me that kind of goes unnoticed on the album. But it is still like one of the better songs on the album. Yeah. So. I put it in the top half. So this is, uh, yeah, I would put it in the top half. I put top five, which is like, good, you know? Yeah. Because we're we're getting a lot of good songs in the top yeah. top three. Yeah, uh, I got like five good songs in the top three so far. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if you were gonna say anything about that. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, this this song, uh, Michael J. Fox's wife has to tell him all the time. Be still. <laughs> um, Sorry, but he makes fun of it himself. We can make fun of it. Yeah. Um, got a whole show about making fun of himself. Do you have anything to say about the song? I love this song. Oh, okay. Be still, be still, be still, be still. Yeah, I just said... Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't want you to move. You know, I don't think anyone who listens to the podcast wants to hear us sing. Possibly. I actually like this song. I This is a mellower version of the Rough Detective style. It's mm-hmm. mellower. Way more chill. Um... And it doesn't have the necessarily call and response thing, uh, but I I I dig it. It 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 it, it itched the scratch for me. Scratch the wait what? It's a scratch the itch. No, it itched the scratch. You don't itch a scratch. You scratch an itch. That's what he told me every fucking day of my goddamn life. Whenever I said I was itching, like a bug bite or something, she'd just be like, "You scratch an itch, you don't itch a scratch." You know you're going to have to and Then I would fucking out, right? kick her in the face. You have to bleep that out, right? Fuck you. You just wanted to do that twice, didn't you? Because you're yeah. getting really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting really good at bleeping shit out. Um. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> What's the time marker here in case I forget? Uh, can you see? Is it about, about I can't 40 read. minutes? I think it's about 40 minutes. Fuck you. Jesus! <laughs> I'm just gonna clip that too, because it's just gonna be like, it's just gonna be like, be Jesus Christ! Um, I just said her phone number and first and last name. <laughs> You're really making some more work for yourself. I didn't say who. I bleeped the name. <laughs> Wait, you bleeped just the name? Yeah, I bleeped the name, but not the phone number. No, I bleeped the phone number too. <laughs> But me saying I bleeped her name and phone number, they don't know who I'm talking about because I bleeped me saying the name each time. <sighs> Stop! <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> cool, this has to go out in the morning. <laughs> and also, I don't put the beeps down. I just block the audio. Okay. Um, <sighs> Maybe I should put the beeps down just to ruin people's ears. We will make it loud. <laughs> There's the beep sound. <laughs> So, um, be still. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care. It did it for me. It, it just didn't make me feel anything. It was, it was way more of a, like a beat driven and vocal song. There wasn't really anything instrumentally going on for it. Um, same with the next song. Hmm. What'd you say? I said, and same with the next song. Hard disagree. Uh, Mile Markers is the next song. This is it was my, a good song. This is my favorite song on the album, boy. Really? This is my favorite song on the album. Not the one that I picked All for right. you. What, do you think it's going to be Cop and Go? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bridge of Cop and Go, but uh, we're on Mile Markers right now. Um, I just love the alternating between the super fast, angsty melodies and, and then like the, the like super talking. mellow... 
harmonized, kind of sultry sounding vocal back into the angst. Um, drums and guitar, fucking awesome. I'm sure the bass was cool too, but you can never hear bass in the mix 90% of the time. Because uh, you don't need it. That super dissonant guitar at the end where he's doing the like uh, half step separation notes mm-hmm. where it's like the fucking loved it uh yeah no this this was my favorite song definitely the most enjoyable for me i like it i like it but it, it doesn't fit the the sound that i like from him i definitely see why you like it yeah it makes sense why you like it yeah. um you like it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i liked her vocals mostly on it i thought her vocals were were, were very uh pleasant mm-hmm. i like the juxtaposition the juxtaposition. I'm saying big words. Yeah. That's too many syllables for me. I can't talk and count at the same time. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so do you know how many times you hit nope. your back? <laughs> you do. I'm, I'm you worried I'm going to fail at it too. Fuck. <laughs> That's different. That's, I could have done that too. I was sure I wasn't gonna fail. <laughs> okay, you cheated. Yeah, yeah. You just used the rosebud cheat in The Sims to get all the money. Rosebud semicolon. Rosebud semicolon. Rosebud semicolon. <sighs> well, look at that. I have three million dollars, and I'm gonna go to my job as a fucking newspaper boy. Sorry, I have some Anyways, hot Sims so takes. <laughs> We got cop and go cop and go oh the fucking intro such, a, such an ear catcher like you're immediately like and then that leaning in and the, like da, just, da, 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 da. yeah and I'm like oh shit you uh, this is a completely different vibe from the rest of the album like the bass and the guitar in the intro like it is so not like the rest of the album in my opinion like they okay i was like for a second i started like singing the song in my head and i was like wait no this is mile markers that i'm thinking of i'm like no 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 this is cop and go yeah no uh the super like kind of seductive breathy vocal that she does at the beginning i fucking loved oh yeah is she hot what's she look like yeah i mean she's kind of hot she looks like a coke whore uh so my kind of lady uh (laughs) Um, Alrighty then. Anyway, um, the I I wish they did more of this like style. Like I definitely thought it was like a little bit more interesting. Okay, yeah, I like her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, I like her. I I, I like her face. I like Um, your face. Hey, I think you're kind of cute, and I like you a lot. I don't know what you're referencing. It's a vine that I'm trying to sing. Uh. But boy, I miss Vine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh. Cop the bridge. Go. The bridge is cop so like fucking go, go, go. good. Cop like a cop and you go go. go. Yeah, it's it's just big, weird, angsty mean, guitar, gritty vocals. Like I, I don't know what cop and go means. No, no <laughs> cop a feel. I don't know, is it? Well, that's barely what you think it means. Yeah, I'm trying to grab some titties and run. <laughs> titties and run. <laughs> that, uh, that would be the name of the podcast if we didn't already have one. Titties and run. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the song was awesome. Definitely another top contender for me. Yeah, this this is probably, I'd say, if, you, if I had to pick any song off of it, it's this one. This or $3 hat. Yeah, $3 hat's really good, too. The middle. The middle part. If I could just take the minute and 37 seconds. In the yeah. Middle. Um. Anyway, unless you have more to say about Cop and Go. No, listen to it. And then uh, you have the next one. Why does my fucking phone always do that? Um, I have the next one. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, so sad. Yeah. Uh, didn't really do much new here. Too bad. I liked it. I liked yeah. the guitar. It, it, it was, the it guitar was, just, was fun. It was just like I listened to it, and if you put this in like a Jack White playlist, 
I would just be like, yep, that's a Jack White song. Like, <laughs> I this was like you like the dead weather. This was like like this is a song I'm gonna show to someone and be like, this is the dead weather. This is what ninety percent of their songs are gonna be like. And then you have a few, you know, you have your like you were like this. This isn't the song you show to somebody to get them into the dead weather, but this is someone you show the song to be like, this is what the dead weather is. Because like, yeah, that makes honest. sense. Like, let's be honest. Like, pick a band, pick their biggest, most listened to song. It's not what the rest of this sounds like. Uh, I would say some bands I listen to so, are Dance Gavin Dances is a uh, We Own the Night, which is pretty true to the rest of their style. To the in that genre i'd say yes because i do yeah. know that song we listened to it on instant gratification um that was my favorite song off that album too if i remember correctly maybe or shark shark dad Ooh-ha-ha. shark dad's a good one um, honestly i love that album death of a strawberry Ooh. death of a strawberry um no i get what you're saying but at the same <sighs> time i definitely like wouldn't choose this song to introduce someone to the band, I would try and no. choose something that would actually make them want to listen to more. No, 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 no. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. This yeah. isn't someone uh, a song you get someone to listen to the band, but if you're like, hey, what does the Dead Weather sound like? I'd like to know what their sound is. Yeah. That. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is like Dead Weather Concentrate. Yeah. So. Then mixed with water to mellow it out. Not acid? To acid, acidify it? Acidify it? <laughs> Um, Check that pH level. Well, yeah, I guess you should add acid to it because that song's pretty basic. Uh, Check your pH level, you basic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that. That's a good one. Check your pH level, you basic uh, bitch. Do you have any more to say about Too Bad? No, I don't. So up next. We have to go to a song that I've gotten probably confused with another song. Thousands thousands of of times. times. So last but not least, we have Impossible Year. Fuck. Impossible winner. <laughs> God damn it. So. <laughs> it's in the notes. Don't worry. So. I was ready to make the joke. We need, we need some backstory on this. Okay. What was the first album we ever did? Panic at the Disco. Death of a Bachelor. And we've always made the joke about how the it's the album so ending song. So cliche to end the album with a slow song. And then the Impossible Year is... Panic at the Disco's last song. Yes, so cliche. Impossible Winner. I fucking love this song. I don't. You don't? No. You thought it was pretty cliche too? Yeah, just dramatic singing over a piano. It is very different from the rest of the stuff that they do, so it does not fit in with what they do, but I still thought it was a good song. I feel like it's just because you like the band. (laughs) See, that's the thing, though. Uh, I'm not hugely sold on the band they have a lot of stuff they're like a band that like i'm like yeah yeah i passively like them yeah um like i like the rack and tours i mm-hmm. like them um you know i like jack white i like the beatles have you heard of them no they look like uh, those let bring me show you this one hands. band called bring me the horizon <laughs> so for those Inside that don't jokes. know the hard times a popular fake news article uh posted a picture of the Beatles and said, I'm going to tell my kids that this was Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> and it was very funny because they did look kind of emo-ish in the picture. It was the Beatles for Sale album uh, where they all had bowl cuts. Okay. It's, I don't like that you know that so well. That I you mean, like look at that picture and you're like, I know the origins of that picture. I do. It was taken with a 35 I, millimeter film camera. It probably was. It was 1960. But you don't know the Four. fucking size of the camera. Um, Flip that face. <laughs> That's my new profile picture. Eight days a week. I'm a loser. Kansas City slash hey, hey, hey. Mr. Moonlight. Uh, I'm, I'm, no I'm, reply. I'm, I'm just going to stop you right here. You're just like mumbling. Everybody's trying to be my baby. Uh, this song was Honey, just pretty much another cliche slow I think We're it was at the a very end of the album. Dee, 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 dee. It was it was cliche. I do agree with that, <laughs> but it was a good song. Um, the impossible winner. I think in any other context, it would have been a good song. You mean if it was like somewhere in the middle? 
Um, no, because it does not fit in with any other song on the album. Yeah. It's nowhere even close to the same style or anything on the album. Yeah. If this was just, this should have just been released as a single. I think it's a good song, but it just does not fit in. Like when you're listening to it and you have, you know, mile markers cop and go, and then you get too bad and you're like, okay, here comes another raunchy song. And then impossible when it comes on, you're like, nap. Um, nope, I liked I it. Like someone's licking my ear slowly. I would let Allison Mossart lick my ear. Yeah. After I saw a picture of her. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Impossible winner. Apparently, it's impossible to win with Taryn. No, it's impossible to win me with a slow song as your closer for the album. Speaking. I suppose you didn't drop it down the crack of the couch again. <laughs> um... Speaking of uh, winning me over, actually, I guess it's not time for me to pick an album. No. It's time for us to kind of give our overall takes on the album. So my overall take is um, there's a great Jack White influence, but it's not over. It's not overdosing on it's Jack It's not White. overly Jack. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> jack that shit up. Um, it's not overdosing on Jack White. Um, I think it's it's a very interesting and unique sound that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, when done right, it's very good. Yeah. Um, cop and go, rough detective. Um, Definitely not a fan of the pedal work. The pedal work, I think, can be taken aback a little bit. Yeah. Um, but but when you think of a super group, they're doing stuff that doesn't try and fit the norm. You know, yeah. for, for them. So they're trying to branch I've, out a little bit. I've noticed a lot of super groups definitely try to do like the kind of like overly artsy stuff because they're also trying to be like, hey, we're going to get like four members from various groups that we view as like super artsy, smart musicians. And we're going to bring them all together and do this kind of special thing. It'd be pretty fucking lame if they just put out like 12 songs that were basically all greatest hit songs. Mm-hmm. Like it would just be pretty uninteresting to listen to. So it makes sense that they do things that are a bit more out of the box, a little bit more avant-garde. Yeah. But the weird phaser stuff definitely just like wasn't the move in my opinion. It uh, on on songs that had the potential to be great, it took you out of it. Yeah, like I feel love. Uh, yeah. It definitely did that for I me. I don't need to feel like I'm in the middle of a Star Wars fight, having blaster fire going over my shoulder while I'm trying to jam out to some I garage rock. I feel really upset by the sound choice. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? What did you think about it? Because I want to know what. Because um, you thought you went through this whole album listening to it, thinking that Jack White was on guitar. Yeah, um, I definitely was expecting to dislike it more than I did, um, because I was just like, "All right, garage rock blues, Jack White, take twelve, hit play." Twelve? <laughs> it hasn't been twelve. I don't know. It's been but four. It was five. enough. It's enough. <laughs> Okay. And then it wasn't that, so I was pleasantly surprised. This I would not call garage rock in any way. Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it wasn't. Like, that's why it's I not. was surprised. It's not, and, um, it's not garage rock, turn. <laughs> I just said it wasn't. <laughs> I feel like you're saying it is. Um. So, yeah, I was definitely uh, surprised, and I had to listen to it a few times through to kind of, like, let the surprise wear off. In a way, yeah, because like I was listening to it, like, huh, that is really not what I was expecting, huh? Neither was that, neither was that, yeah. And uh, so I had to listen to it a few times to just kind of like almost have like fresh ears to it because it's almost like listening to a band and you're going into it, like, all right, this band's called uh, like you know, Killing Spree, Throat Slashers, and you're yeah, and you're like, this is gonna be fucking brutal, and then it's like alt rock or something it's like all right I, i'm gonna need a minute <laughs> i'm gonna need a couple listens to like yeah to like to actually like regain listen. my because like i'm listening to that disappointed out the gate it's like whenever a band changes style you know anti-flag yeah <laughs> they didn't do it good though <laughs> green uh, day it'd be like bring me the Hor- they didn't do it good either yeah it'd be like bring me the horizon perfect example they were deathcore in the beginning then they started doing metalcore then they did like a radio rock album 
and it's like it took fans a little bit to adjust and it was very hilarious to watch the adjustment period because it was like when the album was the new album all the fans were like fuck this i don't like it go back and make the new style then by the time the next album came out everyone was like your last album was the best thing you ever did but this new album sucks yeah and they keep doing it every two years good for them yeah <laughs> so um so pleasantly surprised is my take on this album. i'm gonna give dodge and burn a seven and a half i'm gonna give it a five okay it was that it was middle of the road for you yeah because it it didn't upset me to listen to it but didn't make me feel much what's the highest rating you've ever given album i've given to you um i did I bring test of violet so I've, yeah true i think i gave that an eight and a half yeah yeah um, i gave that one a perfect 10 did you i think so I don't remember. I feel like I'd remember a 10. <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> I'm bleeping that. <laughs> Why? You just sucked off your bottle. <laughs> I did. Um, it would suck me off because it was sucking my lip. I feel like I'd have to go through and listen to our episodes. I'm pretty sure I've given... Something you give me a seven and a half. Well, at least Tessa Violet. I, I don't count Tessa Violet because, like, we both were already fans. I mean, like, something that you've given me, like, that I... I think had. Ghost Wolves. Yeah, the Ghost Wolves are probably my favorite. Which I'm still me. so fucking upset that you told me that they had a new song out before I even fucking knew that. <laughs> Fuck you. You're like, hey, did you hear the new Ghost Wolves song? Yeah. Slaps. I, I, I was like, what? I listened to them still. Thank you. Fuck off. Um, attack, attack, attack. <laughs> yeah, that song's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so, you know, I give it a 5.5 because it was slightly better than middle. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. You really love your halves. Yeah. Okay. I With Taryn, every half counts. 5.25. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> he did nothing. He didn't. He wasn't let's, let's, go lo- let's go look over his fucking feud with the Black Keys, and let's say he did nothing. That's I'm fair. just saying. I'm just saying. You can't tell me that like before Chris Brown started beating the shit out of Rihanna, she didn't say something to aggravate him. Jesus. <laughs> she wasn't just sitting there, just like, "Hey, can you hand me a tissue?" And then just starts fucking wailing on her. <laughs> Fuck. She was like, I sell more albums than you, bitch. And then he started hitting her. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah. Chris Brown's a piece of shit. No one likes yeah, his Yeah, he beat up Rihanna. Fuck it. Yeah. She didn't deserve it. No, she didn't. Doesn't matter what she said. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement here. They're called him a cunt. But people will sit there and just not ask. I watched the Bill Burr bit where he talks about this. Oh, uh, 2012 special, I think, Walk This Way or something. Oh, that fucking... I don't remember which one. Yeah, why do people still listen to Chris Brown? Dude, I know, come right? come on podcast to defend himself with fisticuffs. I mean, he would have to fight a guy, which, if you look through his past, doesn't happen. <laughs> Dude, he's like, he's, like, hit, like, hotel staff before, like, women. Yeah, he's he, a piece of shit. He very regularly hits women, and people are like... But I like his music. So, all right, Taryn, what music did you choose? Is it a Chris Brown album? (laughs) Dude, now, before I say which album I chose, I want to see what his most recent album was. Akon. He put out an album in 2020. Ew. I don't don't like that he's still putting out music. Dude, I am so torn right now. Uh, One or two. See, now now I know you switched them from earlier. All right, one and three. Two. <laughs> okay. So Trevor, on his own accord, uh, picked mm. Weird by Youngblood. I know. You've been going through a phase. I've been loving Youngblood. And now i got to bring my non-binary homie on the podcast. Um... This is his most recent 2020 album featuring songs like Parents and Acting Like That. Love the album. Super excited to see how Trevor feels about it. 
I'm super excited to see if Oh, you... is acting like that that Blink-182 song? Uh, no, that's Body Bag by MGK featuring Youngblood. Okay. But acting well, no, like that is like, very pop punk as well. Acting like that. Acting like... Or 303 yeah. song. That's the yeah. one I was like. Yeah, yeah, It sounds like 303. Yeah. Which, whatever happened to them, man. Um, hopefully something horrific. Because I'm a fucking... Ve- or no, I'm a vegetarian. vegetarian and I'm I ain't fucking, fucking scared, scared of him. him. Greatest lyric in the history of music. Uh, let's see when they last put out an album. That is the greatest lyric in the history of music. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they they put out an album in 2016, but it does. Oh wait, they put out two singles in 2021. Fuck. Shit, 2021. Yeah. Shit. Wait, when? It. When? April 23rd, like a little over three weeks ago. I get three or three making a comeback. I guess. Uh, I guess we better be vegetarians so we're not fucking scared of them. Um, their top song is "Don't Trust Me." In case you're wondering. Don't trust me. Uh, Don't trust me. My First Kiss featuring Kesha is up there as well. I like Kesha. (laughs) She's weird. (laughs) Dude, her song Woman fucking slaps. I'm a motherfucking woman, baby. All right. All right. Um, What? I feel really empowered when I hear that song. (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> so we're listening to "Weird" by Youngblood. Taryn, Taryn always knows how to pick the ones the kids are into. Yep, I, I mean, I'm over here picking old man music. Here, back in my day, I listened to the Dead Winter. <laughs> so, so okay. So I've been listening to a lot of before we r slash sign up. Back in my here. day, the weather was still alive. So I saw a post that called me out, called you out, called everyone out, hard as shit. Me in my mid twenties, looking at fourteen year olds. You guys listen to shit music. You need to listen to music that I listened to back when I was fourteen, because that's still the music I listen to, and that's literally everyone's taste in music is the shit that they listened to when they were fourteen. Yes, but I think you and I are different, especially since the start of this yeah, podcast. I think you're full of shit. No, 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 no. I never would listen to Blackpink. I never really okay, started listening fair. to Olivia but, Rodrigo. But I would... <laughs> Her music fucking hits hard, man. It slaps. Um, I, I would say we're a bit different. Uh, but I would just say, like, your average music listener. Just your average person who doesn't consider themselves, like, an enthusiast of music. Just listens to the approximation of the same shit they listened to when they were 14. So I've been listening to, like... These new up and coming artists that have like fourteen year old fan bases and stuff, like the younger fans, like with an open mind, and I'm like, oh no, this shit's actually good. I'm just being a pretentious asshole for yeah. not enjoying it. So I've been listening to like a lot of new shit and really liking it. I've been really into trap metal lately, which isn't metal at all. I don't know why they call themselves that. And um it's there fu- you are. it's a it's fucking like- it's a fucking weird genre and I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, Corpse is trap metal, in case you're wondering. <laughs> that is not metal. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why it's called trap that's metal. It's like lo-fi hip-hop. Yeah, but it's like darker and distorted. With fat. It's, it's lo-fi emo hip-hop. Yeah. There, I covered that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so super excited to bring a fresh, new, young artist on the podcast. You excited to get some young blood on this podcast? Yeah, my joke was funnier than yours. <laughs> I'm gonna spill some young blood. Um, that that came off wrong. I meant I, I meant like in an Anakin way of killing children, Tara's not in gonna, a not in a Padme way of fucking children. Tara's gonna break some hymens. <laughs> Mathematical rhymes. Syntax, 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 timing. You didn't say that right. Syntax, syntax impacts the impact timing. What? What? Who's he think he is? Fucking Stephen Hawking? Shut the fuck up, Bo. I'm sorry. Please don't shut up. Put out your pot, your fucking whatever the fuck you're doing. Comedy out. Comedy. Your comedy album special. special. Yeah. Now. Now. Put it now. out. Put out, Bo. What if Bo is the other listener? Because <laughs> he's just like, I wonder he's what. Like, I heard these guys reference me a lot in every single podcast. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it's like 90% of the podcast we have a Bo Burn reference. Probably. Or we at least say his name. 
Um, I'm all just going right. to start screaming Bo in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Bo. For sure. Bo Bostonian. So, check us out on Twitter at... Surprising Twit. Surprising. Where like, I tweet some surprising things. Yes, check us out on Instagram at Surprisingly Podcast. Where I post our surprisingly Twitter. Yeah, we need to start like actually posting like pictures of shit. I don't know what. Of what? Though. Ooh, we have a light. Oh, there's another light. Look, Taryn has a microphone. I have a microphone. This is the beer of the week. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Takes a picture of me. This is the queer of the week. Taryn's not Hi. gay. Um... Check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Any podcast platform you like listening to. iTunes, LimeWire. Check us YouTube, out. YouTube, uh, Bear Share. Pirate Bay. Remember, use uTorrent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you um, remember those days? Yeah. No, Fuck. I don't. I don't either. Yeah. For legal reasons, this is a joke. I'm legally laughing right now. Ha 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 